Lee Sales. Annabelle Crabb. Very special occasion. Let's talk about love. <laughs> Let's talk about love, baby. I don't think we've ever talked about love, really, but I think we do share a love, and it is a love that can speak its name. <laughs> it's not one of our forbidden brands of love. That's going to be another podcast episode <laughs> coming to you soon. Yes, that's the Scratch and Sniff podcast. <laughs> Forbidden Love with Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb. Sorry. This one is about Love Your Bookshop Day because that is today. Yes, Love Your Bookshop Day and God knows I love a bookshop. In oh. fact, if I'm travelling, I will do some research before I go to check what are the good local bookshops for me to plonk into. It's but one of the highlights why, for me. But why is that? Because, to be honest, like I've seen your desk. It's drowning under <laughs> books that people send you. And, I mean, like I've never seen a woman who is less urgently required to visit a bookshop, it's right? It's pathological. As every bookshop lover will tell you, it's something pathological. It's just, it's, it's, you can't explain it. But I just, when I walk into a bookshop or a library, I feel this kind of peace that I'm among my people. <laughs> Right. So you go there for the social ex- – I mean, you oh, go there I don't there talk for to the- anyone. Oh, no. I, just I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you to be chatty <laughs> in your basketball, you know, hat. What's that? I, I baseball talk- cap. Oh, my God. The Where reason my I know they're my people is because no one else is talking either. They're all just looking at books. And so that's perfect. <laughs> that's why they're my people. So you're just a grouchy introvert. Yes. Cruising around. Exactly. And that's why you feel happy because you're not under any obligation to converse. <laughs> and people in bookstores know if you've got your nose in your book, unlike your family, to not interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> so... When I mean, I share your sentiment, I must say. I do. Um, there is, you know, you can look at any book or get details about any book online at any hour of the day or night. You can download them to listen to or to read electronically. But somehow, weirdly enough, none of this has erased the deep human love for the experience of walking into a bookshop that is full of books that are arranged in a way that draws your eye to something that you wouldn't find yep. by yourself. And I think that that's what – because in, this, in, a, like, in a very deep sense, I don't trust my own decision-making, you know. So I love to be in a place where somebody else has gone, this book is awesome. Yeah. Or this book's new. Yeah. It sends you little signals, things that you wouldn't find by yourself. And I love – this is actually a feature, a really great feature of independent bookshops in Australia. I love the staff recommendations. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. about the staff recommendations. And if it's a bookshop that you frequent a lot, I, I will find that, you know, oh, Mary Ann, she's got my taste. So I'll be looking out for, you know, what Mary Ann's recommending with her little um, tags on them. Yeah, I think it's – For me, one of the things I like about a bookshop and browsing in a bookshop is that invariably I will end up with a book that I haven't heard of and that I would not have come across any other way. Whereas, say, if you're buying something online, and this doesn't just apply for books, it applies for anything – Online shopping sort of works if you know what you want and you're just going to order, you know, what you want. Like I need, you know, a two kilo bag of rice, great. But if you're not sure what you want, then that's where I think a bookshop is great. And so that for me is what the pleasure of a bookshop is, that you can sort of just go in and wander around and see things and think, oh, oh, that looks interesting. I mean, I also like often browsing in sort of shelves that are not really my natural interest and just seeing what's there, like just having a sticky beak. So sometimes I'll go and look at, you know, philosophy or just to see what are people talking about in philosophy. What are the philosophers doing? What's what's big in philosophy right now? (laughs) (laughs) So is that like, okay, 
I'm sensing that your stay in a bookshop is a long one. Yeah. What's your first, where do you go first? The new releases table, mm. the fiction and then the non-fiction table. So I have a good sticky beak mm. at that. Do you just stop in and look at and see how your own books are doing? Uh, do if they've just- come out, if they're, they're out recently. I mean, it is, don't you think it is thrilling seeing your own book in a bookshop? Oh, my God. It is just a, it's a, very, a really it's good a, feeling. It's a heady brew. It is. If you're, a, if you're a bookshop lover and a lover of books and you see your own, it's like, it's Quite deeply touching. Look, it's a it's a it's a soaringly brilliant feeling, matched and opposed only by the dreadful sinking feeling when you walk into a book and they a bookshop and your book isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Ask any kind of book publicist how many calls they get from authors who are like, "Well, I was oh. just in the uh, oh. airport bookshop in Perth and they didn't seem to have what's going on. Oh. Like, why don't they have it?" Oh God! <laughs> are you a signer in your book in the bookshop like? When you walk into a bookshop and yep. there's copies of your book, do you do that thing where you're kind of like, oh, hi, uh, Lee Sales, just, uh, yeah, hi, lowering <laughs> sunglasses. Mm, yeah, it's really me. Uh, would you like me to sign? Only the- if the publishers ask me to do that or if the bookseller has said to me, if you come into my store, please let me know to sign stuff. So, for example. Right. When so, I- you wouldn't thrust yourself upon a book. No, no. But when Any Ordinary Day came out, bookshops in my neighbourhood basically said, if you're in, please sign them. Oh, because they're going out. We love so, you. Come yeah. here. <laughs> Please Live come here. here and sign books. Live in so, our yeah. locker. So they would grab me and say, you know, um, oh, yeah, great. Can you can you do that? So I know a very a famous author. I won't name him, so let's just call him Peter Fitzsimons. <laughs> 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 Who is like, he's a signer. Like he'll walk into a an airport bookshop and just... Well, that's because, do you know, if once the book's signed, it can't be returned. Well, I know that now because yeah. I... A few years ago when I had a cookbook out with Wendy, I went into, look, I won't name the bookshop, uh, it was a big one, and I absolutely made the biggest ass of myself. It was just before Christmas and they had a huge pile of this cookbook right out the front and I just thought, oh, but they didn't love you. you <laughs> and I, I waited in line. <laughs> Bless them. I waited in line um, and said, um, oh, hi, look, um, just hate to bother you, but like, I, hi, I'm television's animal. Shut up. Crap. I did not say that. I said, <laughs> I said it in a way that was, I don't know. I, I'm actually going red telling this story. It's just like shocking. Love, you told said, a story about leaving a pair of shoes on Giles Corrin's doorstep. There's true. no need for you to be shamed anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tune in for our next podcast: How we've embarrassed ourselves in front of published authors. Anyway, sorry, keep um, And I said, oh look, you've just got a big pile of um, I. That's my book that you've you've got out the front. I noticed you've got a bunch of copies. Did you want me to sign any? <laughs> this guy looks at me and he goes, "No, no, no, thanks. That's all right." And I said, <laughs> "Oh, sure. Look, perfect. It, look, totally suits me. I, I'm put <laughs> time." And he said, "Look, the thing is, if you sign them, then I can't return them when they don't sell." Oh. And I'm like, "Thank you so much. That was Great. a real shot in the arm, Lee. I'm so I'll glad I wanted in here today. <laughs> That's hilarious." <laughs> Um, do you, so do you do that? what I do, which is when you're plonking somewhere new that you go and look for what's the local bookstore? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, in fact, if I'm, you know, travelling around, I kind of identify some cities by, you know, oh, while I'm there I can go to that bookshop. Yeah. Mm. When I go back to uh, Washington, D.C., where I lived for four <gasps> years, oh. Kramer Books in DuPont mm. Circle was my uh, local bookstore. And oh, it's I one of imagine my... imagine you'd be a real pest there. Oh, yeah. it was one of my favourites for you know, just sort of 
the brows because it just I guess because it's DC it had an amazing table of new release non-fiction new release mm. politics and stuff like that it's just it was a fantastic book sh- bookstore um, with a bar upstairs and a cafe out the back okay so where do we stand on cafes like will you sit down and have a cup of coffee in a in a bookshop that's got a cafe attached uh, I or wouldn't you're all business. go there for that I'm all business yeah. Yeah. wouldn't go there for that express purpose mm. but maybe if I was in the bookstore and I bought a book that I was really eager to start reading immediately I might mm. then go and plonk into the cafe but no I wouldn't necessarily do that I'm, I'm, I'm there for business not yeah, party um, do people come up and have a little chat with you in the bookshop uh, yeah they do actually in fact I was hello in- you two Beasley sales <laughs> I was in, uh, I can't remember if I texted you this or not. I was in Glee Books recently and there were two women. Great bookshop. Great bookshop in Sydney. And there were two women having a chat who hadn't clocked me and they were picking up Rachel Cusk's new book and they were saying, oh, Annabelle Crabb really likes this. She was talking about it on chat. (laughs) It was just my ears were like flapping around. (laughs) I didn't out myself, but I was just listening to their conversation. Oh, so you didn't even go up and freak them out? No. (laughs) Missed opportunity. Hello, I'm Chat Tensley Sales. (laughs) I just heard you talking about my friend Annabelle Crabb. Um, no, I didn't out myself. I'm I met Charlotte Wood in a bookshop once. That was wow. pretty mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, I will sometimes have a chat with people. I often will talk to the person, you know, behind the counter. Yeah. Like, So I might be, say, buying, you know, Salman Rushdie's new book, but I'll say, have you read that new Rachel Cusk yet? Is it any good? And say so I'll have a chat at yeah. that kind of a level, yeah. which I, I enjoy. I love bookshops' recommendations for kids as well. Like, oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that is such a great service. I, I do think, like, did you know in Australia the independent bookshop sector is bigger than in sort of comparable like the UK and the US. Yeah, it's like in those countries, I think, no, do not check my working, but I think I remember hearing that in Australia, the independent book sector is about 25% of the market, where it's only about 10% in the UK and the US. So I do love the character of an independent bookstore that they're all slightly different and depending on their neighbourhood, you know, like I said, Kramer Books had this heavy political non-fiction totally, kind yeah. of section because it was a K from the White House. Whereas, you know, if you go into, say, Glee Books, that's a different kind of bookshop to Readings in Melbourne and that's a different kind of bookshop to Berkeley Books in Leichhardt or yeah. Mary Ryan in Brisbane. You know, they're all sort of – they all have their own individual kind of identities. And then, of course, there's the second-hand bookstore, which oh is a whole God, you know, different me. kind of I layer. love that kind of lottery – element to secondhand bookstores. I remember when I lived in London, I used to go and drag around that Charing Cross strip with all of those crazy secondhand books. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> but, um, look, the other thing is I think one of the ways that I reckon independent booksellers in Australia have responded to this sort of disruptive technology of, you know, things being available online around the clock mm. is that they've all become like community centres. Like yeah. they, they do so much more than just sell books. So like I'll notice this as I'm sure you would have when you do book tours and stuff and you get a chance to actually go around and visit these amazing bookshops and they're always run by the nicest people <laughs> in the universe. I remember going to The Avid Reader <laughs> and when I was uh, on a cookbook tour um, a couple of years ago and – I went there to sign some books, um, invited, and um, they had baked all this amazing stuff. It was just the most delicious food. And then I ate so much of it that I nearly <laughs> fainted on radio like about half oh, an hour gosh. later. I was doing this interview with Emma Griffiths in, in Brisbane. She's like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. Thinking, I'll I just think eat I'm my own body weight and sugar. <laughs> no, I really am. But, um, but, you know, all of those bookshops have all got these kind of like incredible rosters of events and talks and, like, yeah. they know their, all of their regulars so well that yeah. you actually do get this service where they were like, mm, 
that new blah, blah, blah is going to appeal to that person. So, like, they yeah. actually personalise the attention. And I think that's why they still do well, you know, because it's not about just where do I find this book? It's about, okay, how can I look after you and your reading yeah. life, which is a bloody amazing thing. And, I, you know, it's an evolution of necessity, but it's also like this quite incredible community function and yeah. certainly in regional areas as well. Like there's this book called Meg's Bookshop in in Port Pirie that my mum has this really close relationship with, even though she's hours and hours drive away because they package her up things and, you yeah. know, and she kind of um, goes to them first because they're so friendly and kind of yeah. helpful and they really look after their community even when it's like hours away. Yeah, it's the, it, bookshops, I mean, that to me, you know, if if I'm sort of in a living in a neighbourhood and I clock that there's a great sort of bookshop in it, that makes me super happy. Right? It just it's feels like it adds of- a real sense of vibrancy to a community. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I absolutely love it. I mean, it's also the other thing too that I like a bookshop for is. If I'm looking for a gift for somebody, again, sometimes I feel like I need to just go and look around yep. to get a sense of, oh, you know, I'd like to get this person a coffee table book, but I'm not really sure what to get them. And so just that sense of being able to open something and have a look. Cookbooks is another one yeah. that I don't think I have ever bought a cookbook I've online. I've got a problem with cookbooks. Like I, I have to be careful about going into cookbook sections because I just think I need that, I need that, I My need that. My new rule is one in, one out. If I want to wow, buy one, I have to get rid of one. how incredibly unsurprising that you would have adopted that <laughs> I just rule. Can't like have you got both my cookbooks out of control? Uh, I do actually have both your cookbooks. Oh, wow, that but sounds they're on notice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like in our new book, you are uh, rewriting kindly a bunch of those. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of bookstores, you'll be able to buy our new book. Well, hello, surely, oh, yes. in any uh, any good independent bookstore, yeah. But I mean, actually, in that book, <laughs> now that you've raised me. <laughs> We talk about how to read and like and the joy of reading and God, I'm making it sound massively boring, aren't I? <laughs> no, but like what reading does for you and um and what itch oh, yeah. you want to scratch with your reading and like I reckon a visit to a booktop is a shortcut to you know find things and get out of your little slump. You know that thing yeah. where and every single reader gets it from time to time where you feel like I'm in a slump. I don't enjoy reading anything. You go back to things that you've loved. You're like, Meh, it leaves me cold. <laughs> Everything just makes me feel bleak. And I reckon during COVID, people have felt a bit like that. And somehow, like, just the injection of another presence and another set of eyes that's kind of brought things together for you and displayed them and set them out in a bookshop, it can really just kind of spark your reading thing, you know. And also the other thing that is, you know, you're not allowed to say is you get to see all the book covers as well. And covers do matter. Oh, totally. Oh, covers matter. I buy a lot of books based on the cover appealing to me. But you're massively um, shallow, shallow. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The other uh, thing that's good about bookshops is they often have cats. And if there's anything that gives me a better buzz than roaming around a bookshop, it's just patting some friendly random cat. Really? Yeah, it's a great feeling. She's, I would have pegged you for a get that cat out of here <laughs> oh, lady. Really? Yeah, I really would have. Would you have picked me as a dog person? No, oh, I just I would have say, picked I'm you as a, a that doesn't belong there. Oh, I mean, really? I know that you yeah. like cats, but oh, I just, yeah. I don't know. I just patted a random uh, dash hound on the street. I've become oh, one of those people. Yeah. I'm in love with them. So I, every time yeah. I see one, I'm patting them and asking their owners, like, what's his personality like? And is he, pos- is he a possessive worded? <laughs> Yeah, this makes sense. Uh, Sales has been sending me pictures of herself and her own face juxtaposed with Dachshund faces. 
because we have because we stayed somewhere and the people who owned the place had a, a dog called Frank that I just fell completely in love with. That Gwen claims looks exactly like me. It's this thing about you know people say people get dogs that are like that resemble themselves that they look you know the, the owner looks like the dog. Well, Gwen reckons that me and Frank look exactly alike because he's got a long pointy nose and he's quite long and skinny. <laughs> oh, man, we're a long way from Kansas now, aren't we? We're supposed to be talking about bookshops and suddenly we're on... Frank. <laughs> Frank I love getting working much, Frank into any conversation. Much like a Dachshund does Lee Sales look. Write in or, you know, report to your local bookstore and, and find this conversation already inflaming the aisles. <laughs> anyway, it's Love Your Bookshop Day. We love our bookshops, yeah, so we, we wanted to do. get behind them by doing a, a special podcast just to give a shout-out to all the booksellers around the country to say thank you for providing the essential service that you do and uh, if you're listening to this show uh, your favorite bookseller a bit of love oh yeah get down there say hello i mean a lot of them are doing kind of click and collect at the moment and they are absolutely bending over backwards i mean my local better red than dead awesome bookshop is doing like deliveries uh, in the area, heaps of bookshops are doing that. They are, as ever, looking after their community. So, for God's sake, look after them too. Shout out to our buddies at Paper Chain in Canberra who made the dust jacket for Flora's Fancies. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Love your bookshop.